and welcome back to another episode of Every Week I'm 30. My name is AJ Hall, and I turned 30 back on December 19th of 2015. So I'm a little behind on episodes, but we're getting caught up here. The idea of this podcast is is that I give a weekly podcast kind of talking about things that are going on in my life, uh, things that are going on in the news, and giving, you know, tracking things so I can see how I've changed as a person from 30 to 31, that journey. Uh, This week, I'm feeling bewildered. Maybe not this week, but specifically this moment. So I was planning on doing this podcast later tonight or maybe even tomorrow, but two things have happened now. Well, well, a couple things. Uh, My girlfriend Kate and I, we do a podcast called Our Relationships, which uh, Our Relationships is a relationship advice podcast podcast we just take posts from the relationship subreddit of reddit.com and then we like uh give advice to those posters but really just in podcast form kate brought in a post yesterday about a dude i think he was 28 years old dating a 25 year old uh woman and he he thought this woman was trans transgender transitioning male to female because that's what she told him so it was in her bio right off the bat on Tinder or whatever. He knew. Started dating out with her. They're really kicking things off. Eight months in, everything's going great. And then she drops the bomb on him that she's been lying this whole time. And she's a cis female. And that she had cis, if you're not aware, meaning that you identify as the gender. Uh, you identify with the gender that your sex is. So if you're born with a penis, you think, you know, you identify as a man. If you're born with a vagina, you identify as a female. So she comes out and said she only put that in her bio as a filter to make sure that she didn't get any misogynistic or homophobic people uh, responding to her ad. And now this guy doesn't know what to do. And uh, I'm not going to go off on a big rant here necessarily on that uh, because I went off on a little one... um, on our relationships, but here's what has culminated, uh, why I wanted to do this right now I'm feeling fired up and hot. I just read another article, uh, just got posted this morning. I'm going to post the link in the description. The Washington Post posted this April 21st at 7 a.m. by a gentleman named Aaron Halbert, and the this is an op-ed piece called My Wife and I Are White evangelicals hear why we chose to give birth to black triplets you heard you heard it there right there so i'll give you a little insight into this guy they are both white evangelical missionaries uh living in honduras because that is where aaron spent a decent portion or some part of his childhood uh because his parents were missionaries so he was down in honduras he always welcomed racial diversity considering he was the only like white person around most of the time and he said nobody ever treated him differently and it was great uh he always knew how important you know these open racial relationships are and his wife on the other hand grew up in the delta and it wasn't until she left that area that her eyes were kind of open to how racist everything had been so they get together 
they're both fertile, they know they want kids, but they believe that it's part of being pro-life uh, to support adoption, which I actually agree with. I, I try not to police people's views or make these broad generalizations like you should do this or you should do that um, because of what I feel. And, you know, that's a lot of bullshit too. I mean, we can't help but being be biased. But, I mean, if you chase it back logically, if you're so concerned about children, the unborn, I, I think it's insane to be more concerned about the unborn when we have thousands and thousands of children, not just here in America, but around the world, who are going to grow up in and out of the system their entire life because they couldn't find parents. And here we are arguing about a Supreme Court decision from 40 years ago that will never get changed. Like, it's just pandering to, to the basis level of us. But in any case, they decide they, they're pro-life. That means they got to put up or shut up, which I love, and they're going to adopt. So great. They, part of their feeling was, is that they knew how hard it was to get adopted as a non-white baby. So they told the adoption agency, you know, we'll take anything except a except a white baby. So they ended up adopting twice. They got a, uh, they adopted a three-year-old black uh, baby boy and a two-year-old uh, little girl who's biracial. Here's where things get a little bit crazier. So things progress. They want to keep growing their family, but they've started getting hung up on this thing, which I honestly, I think maybe I've heard about once or twice before, but was not really aware. Uh, but I guess there is a hardline pro-life movement that is going after adopting, they're encouraging the adoption of embryos. Apparently we have all these frozen em embryos all over the country and, uh, it's people donate an emb embryos uh, for people who can't conceive or for medical research. But after a certain amount of time, these embryos, and they, they do say embryos, these are fertilized eggs. Uh, these are fertilized eggs. So true embryos. If they don't get used in a set amount of time, they get destroyed or donated to science. So there's a pro-life group that is encouraging people to go out there and quote-unquote adopt these embryos, which I, I fucking can't tell you like how insane that is to me. Um, I know it gets a little murky where life begins, and I, I'm, I'm pro-choice, um, I'm pro-choice, but I agree that if we could have zero abortions, that would be the best thing for everybody. Um, like, and there's ways to do that. And, and I'm especially against, I'm, I'm not against, I, I don't think it's, I don't really know how to phrase it. I mean, some people get in a spot and they have to have an abortion and nobody's first plan should be abortion, and I don't think it really is. I mean, maybe 0.0001% of people who have abortions are, like, just having irresponsible, unprotected sex, and they're like, oh, if I get pregnant, I'll just have an abortion. I, I don't think there's that many people out there. But this fascination with where life begins, and now we have a Christian organization, and even people who, by my accounts, 
even though it's a little creepy, I don't like this fascination or fetishization of, of like black babies. Obviously, I it's hard not to be hypocritical on this stuff. And I, I know this is why people hate a lot of social justice warriors because their heart's in the right place. But in the spirit of, you know, getting everybody up to date and being more inclusive, sometimes people get a little caught up in the method. So yeah, I like, am I saying this guy and his wife, like good on them for adopting black babies, you know? But at the same time, here is this motherfucker writing a huge article in the Washington Post. And he says some straight up crazy stuff. Like there's something like wonderful about being the only white guy at the barber shop while I take my son in to get his hair cut or my wife posting, you know, messaging her friends, uh, her black friends on Facebook to see how to take care of her biracial daughter. Like, fuck, man. And I was going to bring up the hair thing because I had fucking garbage hair all growing up because I had white parents. And like, I love my mom, but like she she honestly should have done a better job taking care of my hair. Um, I mean, hair is a big part of the black identity. I mean, fuck that. It's a big part of everybody's identity. I know people even people who don't say say they don't care about hair, I mean, they got their fucking haircut. Nobody's going around with stupid haircuts. And, I mean, we went to churches with white families who adopted, um, you know, black kids, and they had the nappiest fucking hair. And it's embarrassing. It really is frustrating. Like, if you're going to adopt a black kid, good on ya, but, like, learn how to take care of their hair or take them to black people who know they do. <laughs> like, I'm sorry if you don't get why this is so important to me, but it is. But certain, I encourage you to read the article. It's on Washington Post. I gave you, the guy's name is Aaron Halbert. But parts of the way he's talking, it appears that he's fetishized, you know, this idea of like protecting black babies. And here he is again, and his wife fetishizing embryos. So they had these fertilized embryos flown down to Honduras and implanted in his wife and now they have black triplets that you know she gave birth to and it's just a lot of fucking trouble when they could have just adopted another black baby i guess and and this it all gets weird and once again like i, I i'm out here saying you know trying to pass some judgments on these people i i guess um it's really inevitable but i it gets so slippery to say what it, it, to pinpoint exactly why they're wrong if they're wrong, you know. And I think it's silly. I think they've fetishized this idea of where conception begins, and now we, they've gotten so caught up on this idea of protecting children that they've completely missed the fucking mark. And they didn't protect any children. They went and protected embryos. Which, a fertilized egg is not an embryo. Most embryos do not make it to to full-blown term. All right? That's, that's just facts. Embryos, that's one stage. Anything can happen even before, you know, before anything keeps moving on in, in terms of embryo and, uh, what do you call it, a fetus development. So if they wanted more kids, I guess at that point, you know, if they were a little bit more normal, they would have just got kids. And this ties in with that chick from the podcast last night, uh, the relationship podcast, that this chick was so concerned with not being misogynist, you know, not 
ever being around somebody who's misogynistic or transphobic that she pretended to be trans, which is so fucking offensive. Um, it's so it's so offensive. I'm not going to say it's offensive to trans people because I, I'm not trans, but I can tell you that I'm feeling offended by the way this white couple has fetishized unborn black children or like, we love black babies so much, we protected a black embryo. Like, what the fuck are you even talking about? So, and I... If you know me, you know I hate when people say they get offended. But, like, seriously, fuck those people. And, like, fuck that chick for pretending to be trans. You take something that's somebody's identity. People don't choose to be transgendered. I mean, I, I know there's a social justice thing going out there where people are trying to, you know, say gender is fluid and all this stuff. And I, they identify as this. But for people with, I, I don't even know if body dysmorphia is still the right thing to say there. Um, they didn't make a choice. They didn't do this for attention. It's who they are. And that's what I truly believe. So for you to pretend like you're a trans person just to, you know, like, oh, so I got a boyfriend who's not trans, transphobic. Nobody thinks about it that much. I, I know the media, they have to run with these stories and make it look like there's all these bigots out there and that there's all these crazy social justice warriors out there. But th for the most part, Everybody is just minding their own business and doesn't give a single fuck until it gets brought out and it's supposed to be these, like, cultural wars. And for what some trans people are going through, like those hateful laws passed in North Carolina right now, to have some fucking 25-year-old bitch fucking pretending because she cares so much about trans people, she wouldn't even be in a hetero relationship, you know, if it meant the guy wouldn't be with the trans person. That's disgusting that things have gotten this far. And I've always been against Social Justice Warrior before I really got this big. Uh, like, one of my best friends uh, and his, his, his partner, um, who's a woman, but they were civilly union, she's one of my best friends as well. We used to get into spats back in the day about censorship and things like that. Um, I was brought up extremely Christian my entire life. And when I finally got out of that, uh, I had always been an open thinker. So it, that was part of the thing that got me out of Christianity because like I'm very logical and like I fucking, I'm amoral. I, I barely believe in anything. So for me to go along with the Christian train just because I believed there was, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel, or that even if I didn't believe in heaven or ev everything, I still thought Christianity would help people. Never been about that shit. People need to fucking grow up. If you believe in it, I'm not going to tell you not to believe in it. But if you're on the fence, I've said it before, there's no room for milk toast Christianity or milk toast any fucking beliefs in today's world. Like this soft pandering shit is getting us nowhere and it's preventing us from having real conversations. And uh, the friend I was telling you guys about, uh, for one instance, we got into arguments about Odd Future, the rap group that was popular a few years ago. They say some really offensive shit in their, uh, in their lyrics. They have songs about rape, like make a whole bunch of offensive jokes and stuff. But at the end of the day, they're just kids. Um you know, rapping and playing characters. And for me, for one thing too, like some of their songs are fucking awesome. 90% of their songs were garbage, like flow of conscious, bad beats, 
not clever anything, but whatever. It was designed to get a rise out of people. And you know what? It did. It did get a rise out of people. But, she, you know, she wanted to say, like, these records shouldn't be allowed. She actually um, was going to boycott Odd Future when they played at a music festival we were at. And my whole thing is, like, it makes every it makes you look fucking big and strong, right? To be like, oh, rape is wrong. I'm going to go protest somebody who's clearly not they're not rapists nobody nobody ever said anybody in odd future was a rapist but they're saying like they can't sing songs about it that's not the that's the easiest bullshit you can fucking do all right how about you fucking grow up and make a change or mind your own business and i'm not speaking directly to my friend but like in general that social justice warrior they take the easy way out by being offended about shit that nobody thinks is real right so it's like hey Rape is if rape is a big deal, obviously it's wrong. If it's a big deal and you want to make a fucking real difference, why don't you go volunteer at a rape crisis center instead of boycotting a rap group that focuses on shock lyrics? So I'm trying to tie this all in together. Don't for one, if you're in the middle, we all have these very fluid views on what's right and what's wrong, and it's who you are. So I, I I don't know. A lot of people are, you know, standing firm in their beliefs. But what I can tell you is be more mindful. This, we can't keep living reactionary, you know, from action to action, just being like, oh, this happened, so I did this. Fucking think about what you're doing all the time. Think about every single reason. Why do I do things this way? Why do I believe this? Constantly be questioning yourself and ask if it's right. And don't stay in your echo chamber. Like, look outside. But in our race to better this society, which I, despite all the fear mongering and the shit I may say on this show and in real life and in, on other shows, I do I do believe by and large, society at its core is, is progressing. And there's proof of that. Violent crimes are down. Um, we, we look at equality is still, is still going strong, not to dismiss a lot of the struggles we still have to get through, but we got these groups like Black Lives Matter and I can't, or the anti-Trump supporters right now. And that's what it is right now, but it could change. And we can't give up on this idea that the, or we have to give up on the idea that the ends justify the means. That, yeah, maybe, maybe we're being too aggressive. Like somebody, you know, made a joke five years ago, somebody digs up the tweet and then, you know, the whole Twitter brigade tries to get somebody fired from their fucking job. Or if you guys remember a couple of years ago, there was like uh, that lady at a tech conference who was live tweeting, you know, guys making puns like I'd like to configure that dongle or something like that. And she got those guys fucking fired because they were making jokes to each other and the whole Internet fucking jumps on. Like that's not helping anybody. That's some pussy weak ass shit. I grew up in the Midwest. I'm fucking half black. Uh, Did I have a super easy time? No, I didn't have an easy time all the time. In fact, you know, I experienced a lot of racism in my life and it's not fucking fun. Like, what do you want me to tell you? Except that I got stronger by it. Yeah, I wish like nobody had ever called me a nigger. I wish people hadn't fucking followed me around in stores. I wish I hadn't been like illegally detained by police as many times as I have. But at the end of the day, like, what can you do? Like, am I going to sit about it, sit around and cry about all that shit? Am I going to look around for more perceived threats? Or am I going to make myself so strong that 
I'm untouchable, that I'm not going to deal with this shit and people better get that idea first thing when they that they look at me, that I'm not going to handle that that bullshit. Um, what am I trying to say here to wrap everything up? I mean, one, those are just some fun stories in general. Like, they got me heated right now. They're fucking pretty bonkers. I'm telling you right now, I don't think this is a slippery slope or symbolic of anything else. I don't think... You know, this means this is where the country's heading. But, I mean, for for God's sake, like, please look at that. And it is a, a slippery, not a slippery slope. It's a, it's an ethical quagmire, if you will. Like, like I told, I can't pinpoint exactly why I think this person, the Honduras, Honduran, he's not Honduran, this like white guy in Honduras, why I think what he's doing is wrong. But it's like giving my brain a workout right now to try to think about it and express it and like why I'm upset about this. Um, I think it might be fun for you too. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, I am, I think I just figured out I'm four episodes behind. So I'm, I promise I'm going to get this in order one way or the other. I'm probably going to put it up on iTunes as well. Kind of been hard compared to the other podcast to promote this one because I don't really want, I don't really want my friends or families listening to it. I mean, I do, but uh, I, I'd rather open up the discussion with with some other people, um, or not just my friends and family. So there you go. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. Especially, I'm assuming you all are my friends and family at this point. So thank you for listening. I wasn't saying I don't want people to listen. Uh, I think it's just time that if I'm going to find motivation for this podcast, some strangers have to listen. And I've done literally zero in regards to making that happen. So I'm going to. But thank you for listening this week. Um, I love everybody. Stay happy out there. I know Bernie had a rough week. Uh, I think, in my opinion, it's probably time to let go of that sale and focus on defeating Hillary. So whatever we need to do to make that happen, I let just the focus on making sure the whole country knows what a crooked, crooked person she is. Um, but yeah, enough of the politics. I'm AJ Hall. This is Every Week on 30. Thank you so much. Have a great week.